Hi, my name is Sean Taylor. That is my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter fame. And then that, if you'll notice, there's one other person here today. And his name is Theo. My cousin. I'm kidding. It's not my cousin. (laughs) Chris is my cousin. That was my line. Oh, that'd be funny. Yeah, it's like, it's one of our cousins. Guess which who? Uh, Guess which person? No, Theo, and if you've been around a while, you've probably caught an episode with Theo before. Theo, Theo, thank you for taking some time out of your day to literally sit and talk about Avatar with us for hours. We really appreciate it. How are you doing? How have you been? I've been good. Um, everything's all good. The first time I was on this show was in 2020, right? Was that the first okay. time? Was probably the- so, yeah. <laughs> was 2020, and then it, we did yeah. one more in 2021. And then we skipped 2022. So now, here we are. <laughs> Sincerely overcompensating. Yes. And I, I just listened. I just listened back to our uh, NBA avatars as NBA legends. I really mm-hmm. love that. Episode. That was a lot of fun. It's such a niche. Such a niche. It was a great demographic. Episode. Totally five, five people out there loved that episode, and everybody else. <laughs> the, uh, the Venn diagram of <laughs> NBA fans who are like diehard enough. <laughs> To like off the top of your head, be like, oh well, in the finals in this time, or this NBA legend relates more so to this avatar. Is uh, it's, yeah, like you said, like five people, it's, right? But those five people, they, those guys had a great day. They were all over. I'm sure it. they did. Yeah. yeah. Did They're you like, guys watch the All Star Weekend? I only really caught the game. Like, I only caught the, the All Star game itself. It, it was. I had a very hard time watching it. The thing is, the All Star game has gotten so much better in the last year. But like, so many people were injured. Like LeBron went out in like the second half. Steph's not there. Uh, Trey wasn't. I don't know if Trey was even actually. That's the feeling. Um, Kevin Durant wasn't there. Giannis only Giannis. played one play. Like there's just so many people who were out. Like it just yeah. wasn't. And also they weren't. They, they for some reason they stopped being like the last. Two years they've been playing mm-hmm. competitive, and yep. this year for some reason they were like, "No, we're not playing competitive this year." They saw everybody else getting hurt. They're like, "Yeah, I'm not doing that." Yeah, everybody's getting hurt. the The dunk contest was actually pretty good, though. I I did like the dunk contest. That was that was kind of fun. Yeah. I still saw the highlight from it. The dunk contest. I still want them to just go out into the world and like TikTok sensation type dunkers. Like we can still have the NBA, your Mac McClungs and your your great NBA dunkers. Let's bring some some regular people in just. Just out of the world, who are amazing dunkers? I would love I don't to know. see that. There are there are so I mean, many like amazing dunkers on YouTube yeah. that are just like doing their thing, and they're really they're really creative. Like I just, just bring those guys. This I don't, it'll be ten times. I better. don't know, Chris. I don't know that it would last. I see you feeling skeptical, and that's totally fine. But it's something I want to try. It's something I want to see. Well, you want to see really what you want to see is you want to see the NBA superstars in the dunk contest. And that's part of the problem is that the superstars no, don't want to do it for whatever reason. And I, do, I don't blame like, them. I don't do it. Like you're doing more stuff in practice than in the dunk contest. Like John Moran, don't like, I hate him when LeBron didn't want to do it all those years. Right. Like do the, it's supposed to bring out the stars. Like that's what the dunk contest is for. There are so many people, not in the NBA who are amazing dunkers, but they're not, they're not good enough to be in the NBA. Why do I want to see them in the NBA? Because I Function. think there are better dunkers out there in the world, like just more there creative. Are. There, there are. There's, there's hands sensation. down. Yeah, yeah. there. They are. In the in the uh, there's this one guy with like blue hair 
yep, who like in the yeah they, like they were, they were in the All Star game like during commercial break he came out and did a dunk that would have got fifties easily and like, the NBA players on sideline was like yo did you see that what anyway, if, and he was in jeans I remember that he was wearing jeans yeah actually. yeah. <laughs> What if we had some? So what if it, I don't? It doesn't have to be like fifty fifty, right? But what if you got one or two of those guys that are like contest winners? Like they mm-hmm. they they kind of work their way up through this other competitive contest. But and then, then the NBA players would hate it though, because they would be outshone by just random people. You don't think they would love just like, especially because the stars aren't in it, Chris. That's important mm-hmm. here. You don't think that everybody would just love sitting on the sideline and watching, you know. Like this person that who's just an amazing uh, dunker go up against your Mac McClung's your, your see, uh, exactly I I, a, I would a, enjoy that it's the NBA All Star Weekend that, I need that, to see NBA <laughs> All Stars all of them need to be stars true like John Morant like uh, Zion right like we yeah. want to see those people if Zion is ever healthy enough to participate in a full All Star Weekend. I, I'll watch the whole I'm, thing. I'm actually yeah. fine. I'm actually fine Zion not doing it because I feel like he would be the one to like break his freaking. He would. He would hurt his back shin. on a dunk or something. Yeah. 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 He would. But the the best the best dunk contest of all time, in my opinion, was the 2016 Ooh, Aaron Gordon yeah. versus Zach Levine. Was, oh yeah, flawless. That was fantastic. That was- uh, I don't have a favorite one, but I did when I was little and we had like highlight, like NBA highlight VHSs or whatever. And one of them was just all like dunk contest highlights from, I don't know, like mid eighties. Like Jordan wasn't in the first one or two or whatever in the video, but it was like mid eighties to early nineties. And I, I, man, I watched through that video constantly, but it was just like the highlights. You like, you didn't see any misses. It was all about MJ, like uh, MJ and Dominic Wilkins. Uh, Spud Webb made a couple appearances that were very exciting. One year when MJ was injured, I think Spud won. But uh, I watched. Man, I probably burnt that video out. Yeah, the, the those are all super good. The two thousand dunk contest with Vince Carter is also like mm. a yeah. big highlight. That's great. He definitely yeah. like spiced it up, and it it needed it at that time. Yeah, yeah, mm. it was pretty boring <laughs> in uh, prior years. So. All, all NBA discussions aside, which I'm happy to have forever. <laughs> the, listen, we talked, about the Venn, we talked about the Venn diagram. Uh, Theo, can I show you? You showed us something before we started oh, that yeah. I think is awesome. And I was wondering if you could show us. So uh, in Christmas of 2021, I was gifted a ton of these cross-stitched avatar characters. And my, my girlfriend decided to take, I think, four months to individually cross stitch these and surprised me with them for Christmas. Oh it's, man, it's insane! Look, I need to do that behind me. someone's back. I don't know how she did this without me knowing, but like, yeah, like see how detailed oh, this Oppa is. Looks incredible! Holy yeah. crap! Yeah, it's it's insane. Um, there's this one with Zuko, and like these are like crazy detailed. Um, I think there's one with like Uncle Iroh too. There's Momo. And- and viewers, oh, if you're yeah. if you're watching this right now, viewers, if you'll reach under your seat and and <laughs> pull out under your seat, ah, I like that suit. Oh, one. that's amazing. Yeah. yeah, these are these are insane. Like just the amount of detail that went into these, these are like really crazy. I think we yeah. know whose significant other likes them the best. Oh, Momo's yeah. really. I like all the white space above Momo. Like I like how his, his head fits the outer <laughs> circle shape. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, these are this super cool, super super cool. A lot of time was taken. 
She yeah, she definitely likes you more than our wives like us. 100%. <laughs> the Well, that's the difference between girlfriends and wives, Sean. Girlfriends well, like you, wives do. Yeah, I get it. I mean, <laughs> we've been she and I have been together for 11 or 10 years. For 10 years. Oh, so, okay. so I don't okay. know how long guys have been with your uh, same ballpark, uh, probably see, both of us. Since, since 2010. No, oh, my bad. So 2007. Six. Eight yeah, 2006. for me, I think. I've been late, married late for eight. 11. No, I've been married for 12, almost 13 years. Holy You've crap. been married for 13 years? Yeah, that's weird. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, coming up on... I was married in 2010. I was just yeah. handed a, a note. Two... <laughs> Wait, what is this? Twenty-two thousand, twenty-two thousand stitches. Okay, that's twenty-two. Oh, twenty-two thousand stitches. My girl, my girlfriend, my wife, my wife, she loves me like eight thousand stitches tops. Eight thousand is the number. If I had to over under, holy crap, man, that's work. Thirteen years, Chris. You see, the math doesn't work out for some reason. For thirteen, I've been I've been married over a third of my life. Aren't you just a year older than me? I'm 34, about to turn 35. Okay, so you're like a year and a half older. Okay, that compensates the difference. Okay, uh, we just did our tenth last year. <laughs> oh, okay. Um. Wow. Well, yeah, Thea, thank you so much for taking uh, a big chunk of your evening here to to talk with us. I'm gonna let Chris introduce the topic because, um, I think this I might be wrong. I think this originated in Theo's brain and then was chiseled away <laughs> and shaped by Chris's brain, and then also I'm here. And so I'm going to let Chris introduce the, the topic. You're the referee. You're I'm the, the referee. I'm the tiebreaker yeah. as needed. Also, I had I forgot I had dental work today, uh, and so my face still hurts quite a bit, but it feels better. I think I can talk. I might just, you know, if I'm silent, it's because I've given up. But Chris, uh, tell us what we're doing for the next four weeks. <clears throat> next four weeks, we are having a team avatar fighting tournament. That means we're going to take all the team avatars and put them in a tournament. So we have team Korik, which consists of Jianju, Kelsung, Heiran, and Korik himself. Team Kyoshi, which consists of, of uh, Rangi, Karima, um, Ege, uh, oh, Jinpa, mm-hmm. which uh, is, isn't as strong. I feel like I'm missing one. No, that's it, and Kyoshi. And then you have team Korra, which is not as I go team A, because that's chronological order. Team Aang, which you have Aang, Katara, Zuko, and Toph. Maybe we'll we'll use the non-bender Sokka. That's not nothing against them, but just that the other team avatars don't have non-benders in the team. And then Team Korra, which uh going with Bowen, Mako, and uh Tenzin. Kura can so have one represent Kurok and Kyoshi weren't woke enough to have non-benders in their squad. I know, yeah. right? Yeah. It's freaking racist. It's messed up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna have all the different element uh, the, the, the benders of the different elements fight each other, and we'll vote ab- about it amongst ourselves and and debate and stuff. And so, like for the first fight, will be the old school team Kurok versus team Kyoshi. Uh, so then, for instance, we'll have Kelsung versus Jinpa, and then we'll debate, all right, if two out of three of us or all three of us agree that Kelsung will destroy J- 
Genfa, then Kelsung wins, and they will accumulate all these wins. Whichever team Avatar has the most wins will win that matchup fight. If we need a tiebreaker, then we will discuss who, if there was just a huge battle royale of all four on the team fighting each other at the same time with the Avatar state, uh, who would win. Also, want to point out that the Avatars in this case, so if Korok had to fight Karima, he can only use water and cannot use the Avatar state. Right, right. Uh, so whoever wins the old school matchup will fight the winner of the new school matchup. And then in the last episode, they will fight for who is the best in team, who is the best team Avatar. And then before that, we'll have an episode of who is the third best and who's the worst team Avatar. So really interesting. I don't know where this is going to go. I did a couple preliminary looks at this. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see. Maybe a Dark Horse winner here. Not sure. I'm excited. This is going to be really good. Do we have a way to keep track of all of those data points? <laughs> I've got a pretty scientific <laughs> piece of pen and, uh, pen and piece of paper that yeah. I'm just going to write on. That's that's, what that's all we need. Classic, you know. I'll even draw the little bracket yeah. picture. Um, Chris, you want to walk us through the first matchup? All right, I'll walk us through the first matchup. Imagine one of those like animations of team Team Core, uh, I'm sorry, Team Kyoshi versus Team Korok. Kyoshi's been waiting to beat Korok, but this whole time, because she he caused her so much misery in her life. Uh, <laughs> it's a great match. They don't get to, <laughs> but they only fight each other if it's a if it's a it ends up in a tie. Uh, first matchup, we will start with. Well, first of all, I want to say this reminds me. Did you ever? Sean doesn't watch anime. A lot of anime. He sucks. Um, but yeah, did you ever watch? I don't know if you watch anime either. Uh, but you ever, do you watch anime? Uh, a little bit, sorta. You ever watch? You ever watch Yu Yu Hakusho? No, I have not watched that. Ah, dang it, that's one of my favorite. Anyway, <laughs> never mind. No, you have to. You got to. Who knew, to, uh, but, who knew that you were more likely to find three people that liked Avatar and the NBA <laughs> and not Avatar and Yu Yu Hakusho? <laughs> Uh, such a good anime. Ah, so in it, they go to these like dark tournaments, and like there's a four team or five man team, and they have to face other five man team. Oftentimes, they would do the same type of fight. It was like, all right, this person fights this person, whichever team has the most wins, win that entire thing. Anyway, all right, we're gonna start off with airbending. So we have Kel Sung versus Jinpa. And I'm sorry, people who didn't read the books, but go read the books. We'll yep, explain a little books. bit of stuff. Uh, we won't spoil everything, but we will get into detail on like just how strong these uh, people are. Uh, so first of all, I'm going to say, maybe I'll save Lhasa for Kelsung into in later matches if they do get farther. But Kelsung would just absolutely... Oh, and we're going with the strongest we've seen them uh, in, in whatever story that they're in. We're, we're not going to really try and be like, oh, what, their peak... Like, we don't know what Aang is in Team Avatar from after last Airbender is in their peak, in their, like, mid-20s. But we know what peak we've seen in the show. Okay. But with Kel Sung, we know that this guy was a freaking... For an airbender, he was violent. <laughs> like, making Wasn't tsunamis. He, yeah, he, he made a tsunami or, like, a big, like, typhoon. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah to that's... ward off ships, like, pirate ships and stuff like that. But he ended up like inadvertently killing hundreds yeah, he, he of, killed, of people. He a lot of people, unfortunately. Yeah. I think something. Jinpa gonna... doesn't uh, come close to Kelsong. 
something that's going to impact these this match in particular is just going to be like limited uh, sample size, right? And it's so hard to get that imagery of Kelsong from that, like the, essentially being told that horror story about Kelsong's past, right? Mm-hmm. It, it left such a mark in my head that I think the limited sample size is going to hurt Jimpa because we just don't see anything that combats that. Yeah, like we we see Jimpa in the fight versus um, uh, Yoon and 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 the rise Shadow of Kyoshi, and he's not like that big in the fight. So I'm gonna use that against him. It is. It just it's it's a small sample. That's all we got. So Jimpa, yeah. though, he is the mysterious white mm, lotus mm-hmm. yep. member, right? Uh, yep. I would assume if you're a white lotus member and you're a bender, you're probably really good of some sort. You're going to be a master of some sort. So, I mean, we can we can probably put him on a level of for like a sample size of something that we've seen visually in my mind, I see him kind of like a Tenzin type of fighter, but Kelsong just mm. kind of wipes the floor with him in my opinion. That's a, yeah, that's, a, that's a great point. I don't know if it changes my mind, but it's a nice point to bring up that I hadn't considered. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. And I do believe he has his, wait, I'm actually not sure if he has ever been tattoos or not. I forgot that. I don't know. That means, it's not going to matter. I don't care if he, if he's, uh, ordained master or not, Kelsong would is Kelsong is confirmed to be a master, and his his beats just seem freaking mind boggling. Well, too bad Kelsong got taken out by a little pebble, but yeah, it, yeah, <laughs> he, he was a he was a little weak. It didn't he didn't play any defense? He's Bill Murray in Space Jam. Oh, yes. man, that that writing is so freaking good. Like the writing is like. Hillsung then threw a gust of wind at him, but he was fighting a different match than his opponent. His opponent just threaded a, a shard of earth that could go through the wind and caught him on the neck. Oh, man. That's one of my favorite what, scenes in any book. Seriously. And actually, actually, what made me want to read the books was Antoine Bandelay's super short video describing that exact scene. He he described mm. it without spoiling it, and he was just like, he was like, this is like the coolest scene in Avatar I've ever seen. <laughs> after I read it, I was like, you know, it happens in your head, so you get to kind of like make up your own. Yeah, movie. yeah, your your imagination and is greater than anything, dude. In my head, look, that scene is so good. Like, I would I would love yeah. to see it produced live if they. I know that they're probably not going to, but it would be really cool if they did. There's a, there's a mm. lot of scenes in the Kyoshi novels that should be uh, ah so good should be animated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Sean, I think we're all in agreement there. Yeah, Kelsong yeah. for me. Yeah. All right, Kelsang. so one 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 point goes to Team Cork, uh, which I, it, it pains me to have Kelsong on Team Cork and not Team Kyoshi. Yeah, it's like yeah. he was he was so vital to Kiyoshi as a character and as a father figure, mm-hmm. but she he wasn't on her team avatar. Like Yeah. Yeah. No, you, it, you did the you right thing in the setup. It it stings, <laughs> but <laughs> Alright, uh next up let's go I'll say I'll try to save the Avatar somewhat last. Uh we'll go with uh ooh, this is a good one. Hey Ron versus Rongi. Man, the mother daughter matchup. It's messed up. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like this, uh, the, the, 
Like, imagine Azula at like sixteen fighting Azula at sixteen, <laughs> and that's what you get. Um, I think I have. I think I have my pick for this. Um, wasn't Heron's legend that she was accidentally killing people in in Agni Kai's? Like wasn't that her killing slash like maiming maiming them? <laughs> yeah, I think she killed one person and maimed. I like, think a bunch. I think he might be right. A bunch, yeah. yeah. She and and like fights that were like somewhat legal or not not fights yeah. that were illegal. They were legal, but she was do she was I don't know. It was just kind of shady stuff. Right. It's supposed to be like Friday night boxing, and she was taking people out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so many go. like. Yeah, she has the record for the most accidental injuries in Agony Kai's. That's right. That's Probably what it like. was. That's what it was. It was yeah. accidental injuries. Um, that, <laughs> <laughs> now didn't um, Rangi? She learned that dust stepping technique, mm-hmm. right? Or really or quick jet stepping <clears throat> for her. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what. Yeah, that's what they called that one. I I would assume so, that that could probably like play into your. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Fight so my over. my initial reaction was Heron, just for the same reason you just mentioned that she she's probably way more ruthless than Rangi. Right. Rangi has a certain sense of honor in her mm-hmm. that she's like everything has to be by the book. Also, she looked down on her mother for being like that ruthless. Yeah. Um, and so for a while there, I had Heron, but there's something really interesting about Rangi in in I believe in the climax of book two of Shadow Kyoshi, she bends a different color fire. I believe it, it's like almost white. Uh, Rangi Rangi does. Yeah, like it, okay. it's it's kind of one of those things that you can just read over. But I am like eight ninety percent sure that she was able to bend like a very bright colored fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, I'm definitely sure it it was it was that. So like. I wonder how much does that play into it? Um, so that might make me sway to Rangi's side. But it, it's so freaking close. I don't know. Sean, what do you think before I give a verdict? I don't want to make all the... Oh, listen, I'm I'm pro-MJ, and I don't like comparing eras. But I always... <laughs> it went in doubt. I always veer toward the modern. People tend to get better, stronger over time. Mm. So if it's close... I'm usually going to veer towards the ladder and Rangi is going to learn and know things like she's going to know everything that Heron did and, and, and at some point, right. Uh, or at least most mm-hmm. of it and probably then some. So I just, I have a hard time not picking Rangi yeah. in this case. Um, I, I think... do. Th- go ahead. Go ahead. Um, no, well, I was going to go on go a ahead. totally different tangent. I do think that the better, faster, stronger thing is a myth. And that if you look at Jokic, how he's getting racking up MVPs, and he's the slowest dude oh, out gosh. there. He's seen the one last year. We wouldn't have this problem if he didn't. Embiid should have won last year. It's so well, uh, better, faster, stronger, smart, like better, just just better, more well-rounded, right? You're still talking about a modern guy who, you know, even 15 years ago, like nobody would have. Yeah, I, like Giannis is like the epitome of better, faster, stronger in yeah. in the modern time frame, right? But like you can still take Alonzo Mourning from the from nineteen ninety four 
and put him in today's game, and he's he's going to dominate, right? He's super strong. He's super fast. Super, you know, super brutal, right? So I, yeah, I, I you know. I love the Jokic point, but if anything, I would say that still almost validates my thought process of like, like we we evolve the game the way the game evolves <laughs> forward, uh, mm-hmm. basketball or anything, you know. I, but I'm I'm kind of with Chris. I do I don't even like Embiid. Embiid went to KU. I love KU. I don't even like Embiid. He's a jerk, <laughs> but he should have won, and that's all there is to it. Well, as we all know, Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time. So I'm gonna pick. I'll stand by hey, that. I'm gonna pick Hayron in this particular oh, nice nice all right yeah. so comes down to me i'm very conflicted but the thing that was giving me the edge for heron was that she played a little dirtier mm. that being said i don't think those tricks will work on rangi because rangi is so disciplined she is and she's faced very tough odds all the time and like i said she she was able to bend a fire that might be brighter and stronger than her mother. So in a very, very close fight, I'm taking Ronki. Okay. In a in a fiery matchup. Yeah. I initially when I when I ran through these, I initially had Heyron winning. But the more I'm thinking about it, I think Rangi can pull it out. The only thing that I like the idea of Heyron being maybe a little more vicious or whatever, but if we're talking about like a literal fight to the death, it's like, okay, well, Rangi is not fighting her mom at that point. She's like, she's pulling out all the stops yeah, and fighting yeah, a, a, right. whoever. So, mm-hmm. uh, that's fun. That was, that was a great mm-hmm. one. I like that. Yeah. Chris, this one what won't two, be one of the two avatars. Yeah. Uh, this one won't be close. Uh, we'll go with avatar Kurik versus Karima. Not to like, thing is, I, I can't think of that many like huge feats that, Kurik has because I, I just can't think of him on top of my head. It's all but hearsay. people have talked about him. Yeah, people have talked about him in the sense of like he's one of the greatest benders ever. Like he, right. like all four of them together, that team Avatar was known as like these are like four of the greatest benders in the world. And yeah. so I'm, I'm, I hate speculating too much, but one I know he was a great bender. Like people have said it. And Karima seems like a very talented bender. He's really great at dust stepping or misstepping. Maybe that's what they call that. Yeah, one. I think it was missed. Um, yeah, missed stepping. Yeah. Um, but she is not on the level of like Jianju or mm-hmm. on the level, and so by by relation, I don't think she's on the level of Quirk. I I would agree. Um, actually, I don't really remember any of her feats. Are, are there any high yeah, points? Yeah, no, the there's story? not. It was mostly a lot just about how she carried herself and her bending. Mm-hmm. Like, she almost, like, there was a... I think when Kyoshi goes to meet them, there's no stairs in the second story place. But she comes down, like, so soft and gentle that, uh, you know, she was kind of using water bending to come down. But I think most of the time, it's most more so talking about her technique in bending rather than, like, her feats or power. Right. I don't think there's any empirical evidence or, or hearsay in the stories to suggest that Karima could could be the correct side. You know, we're going to have some interesting ones here and there, and I think this is one of them. Right, yeah. And and there, like you said, like Kirk's like pure talent was, was something that was talked about a lot, was that he just mm. had his talent level was there, kind of kind of the Kobe Bryant of of benders well they talk about like all manner of games with correct too right like it wasn't just bending it was any mm-hmm. sort of competitive also he was like 
he was also known as the world's greatest hunter. Yeah, that, <laughs> like, that'll play. And he, <laughs> and he was smart. He was like the best pie show player. Yeah, he was in the, the best world pie, also. pie show player in the world. So. And a and a ladies man and a drunk. And it really had but it all. He, he was only getting drunk because he was fighting spirits all the time. In his defense. Fighting spirits like wine and spirits. That's a good pun right there. <laughs> yeah, wine and spirits. There we I go. like that. Uh, I don't I don't see a need to belabor this one personally. I, All right, I'm... so it's two to one. Team Cork is winning over Team Kyoshi. Uh, the final matchup is Kyoshi versus Jianju in Earthbending. Uh, this is a this is a huge one here. Right. <sighs> okay. What's important to me? I haven't I haven't gone first yet. I'm gonna go first. What's What's important to me here is that we get to take Peak Kyoshi versus Peak Janju. So I don't get Kyoshi that's still like Ooh, like a bubbling klutz. I can yeah. have 230 years oh. of experience Kyoshi or whatever. You know. Uh, I again I don't want to I don't want to oversimplify, but I think in the bigger picture, if you want to go find whatever evidence to to highlight Kyoshi at at, at her peak, I have a feeling that would be enough to to best peak Jianju. I I don't have a scenario in mind. It just feels right to me. I'm I'm going to make a case for Jianju here because he he was he was if you if you just take a couple of the very small points that we had to like watch him do his thing, he was highly creative on the fly. <laughs> like constantly, yeah. right? Like the the grave digger thing where he got his name is the grave digger right <laughs> that is he, one of the greatest nicknames spot yeah this is that that is yeah but he he literally just was like yep okay you guys bury your own stuff and he just you know suffocated fifty people underground just off the top of his head and also was smart enough in a fight with an airbender to kill an airbender by doing a very small minute detailed bending move i just think his creativity might be a little bit ahead of kiyoshi's he's a hands-on evil genius that guy yeah he's yeah he doesn't need to prep yeah so for me this is one of those interesting things because this is like maybe one of the few fights that we have that we're gonna talk about that the two characters fault <laughs> each other right um and granted kiyoshi was very young she was really wasn't even really great i mean she got to be a really great earthbender by the end of the first book. Um, if I take that and think about it, and even when I think about when John when Jianchu fought Kyoshi when she was in the Avatar state, he still came away like fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he came away fine. He was able to take off a of rage Kyoshi and survive that. Uh, sounds preposterous. <laughs> uh, and so in their in their last fight. When they're in the tea shop, I think, or maybe it wasn't tea shop. It was some type of inn, some type of shop, and like they're bending this one pebble, and like they're both trying to bend it from each other. Both of them are like suffering. Uh, Kyoshi's suffering from uh, shirashu poison, so she's a little paralyzed and dazed. Yeah, Jianju is suffering from deadly poison that he purposely gave himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> And so they both weren't like at their mats, but and they were pretty much tied with each other. 
uh, I people were afraid of G, uh, Gianju. Like the yeah. Flying Opera Company, full of great benders, was like, "Wait, the Grave Diggers after you? The Grave Digger? Holy crap! What are you into? If Gianju, the Grave Diggers after you?" So when it comes to just Earth, I find it hard to think. There's nothing, no type of antidote that I can think of of Kyoshi not in the Avatar state being able to beat Jianju, who is like probably the best tactician maybe the world has seen. So my vote's for Jianju, which is weird to say. Might be sacrilegious <laughs> for Kyoshi. Also, there's a, there's an interesting, like I'm kind of replaying some things from ATLA in my head, but there's a couple of points where Might have froze up a little bit, Theo. Right before the points, too, man. What a tease. I know. What a tease. Um, <clears throat> Theo, if he can hear us, he might back out, jump back in, see what happens. Um, Chris, predict what Theo was going to say. <laughs> uh, well, he, he was talking about Kyoshi. He was talking about from Avatar. Uh, Kyoshi in Avatar, we see her... All the things we see from her is mostly in... The uh, in the Avatar state. Was she in the Avatar state when she broke the island off? Yeah, yeah, she went into it and used that to uh, to break yeah to break the island off and create Kyoshi Island. Yeah, you know, just to create some tension though, and put Theo like uh, on the spot when he comes back. I'll I'll say yeah. I'm not going to change my vote. I'm still going to stick with with Kyoshi, uh, and we'll we'll make Theo break the tie if if he jumps back in. Um, I think hopefully. he was firmly in the Jianju camp. Uh, he said he was going to make a case for Jianju, but he tried to play it, you know, tried to play it polite. Oh, okay, you're right. Y'all think uh, he was that far. Uh, Chris, I will say that if if Kyoshi were to win and we go to a tiebreaker, I really like the idea of the all-out uh, brawl. And uh, mm-hmm. I'd be interested to make the make the first the first case in the all-out brawl if we go to a tiebreaker. If not, if he picks Jianju, then we've got a winner. Um, we'll give him a second here. Hopefully he'll jump back in. Um, man, yeah, uh, I, feel, I feel bad for Jinpai and Karima. I feel like we they they got rough well, matchups, man. They drew they drew tough draws. <laughs> Jinpai, I knew so. I originally had this as a sweep, which was crazy to me. I was like, "Holy crap!" Like Team Cork sweeps Team Kyoshi. That is uh, weird. That's <laughs> but he, feels... he has a, a really. But I think it's because you get all of the historical anecdote and background and, and yeah. you know, the empirical evidence of Kelsong and, and Jianju. But hey, that's what we had to go off of. So even yeah. that would be a fair argument to make. We'll see. Jempa and Karima does definitely take it down a notch. I mean, Theo, Theo, uh, like what a what a, a what's it like ten, tension build? Like we cut to commercial right before you find out who the bad guy is. <clears throat> that's what we got going on right now. Um. There we there go. He's back Perfect. We've been been there waiting on the edges of our seats. <laughs> I hear stuff. I there you. we go. Theo, welcome I back. I seen him before you. Theo, can you? He might just... be on mute. Can. Cool. Okay. <laughs> awesome. 
Theo, uh, just so you're aware, when you were gone, I pitched my vote for Kiyoshi. So you're the tiebreaker. Whatever points you want to make, and then break break this tie. Okay, so so what I was saying before was uh, Kiyoshi, she does this thing in ATLA where she lifts these super, super heavy like statues, and she sends them off, right? And there's a lot of feats that you can actually watch Kiyoshi do in just really short little bits in Avatar The Last Airbender, where she's constantly doing really heavy work. And me, that's kind of like a sign that she kind of really never got away from doing extremely heavy things. I, I'm mm. sure she, I'm sure that she mastered, of course, she's an avatar. I'm sure that she mastered smaller stuff. But I think she favored heavy lifting. And in my opinion, I feel like if we're just doing Earthbender versus Earthbender, Gianju would exploit the heck out of that. So I'm going Gianju all the way. That's a great point. Um, and hey, that prevents the other tiebreaker. Chris, I was going to note if we went to a tiebreaker and we went to an all-out brawl, for whatever it's worth, I was going to point out that like, if Heyron versus Rangi was close and Kyoshi versus Janju was close, and then Kurok, Kurok and Kelsong like went in there as handily, it would it would make some amount of sense that even if we had gone to that kind of tie battle royale, that I think Team Kurok probably would have prevailed anyway. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, but uh, hey, that being said, we've got a first match champion, and it's Team Kurok, which I, I mean, I didn't give this a whole lot of thought beforehand, but I suppose. Like, Chris, you mentioned when Theo was gone that you basically had, like, a sweep at first when you were first putting these things together, which is pretty interesting. So, that's cool, though. Congratulations, Team Kirk. We don't have any prizes Yay. or anything. Um, On to the next round, the championship round. Yeah, final final thoughts before we go. Next week, we'll, for, for you listeners, for us, we're sitting in the same place. For the listeners and watchers, next week, we'll go to the modern era players. The the um, team team Aang Cora versus, versus team, team Cora. Aang. and yeah, any closing thoughts before we do that? Oh, I um, I'm excited to see what happens next. I think this is pretty cool. I really wasn't expecting for Team Kurok to win this, so um, <laughs> just I guess they're kind of a a pretty formidable group of uh, of benders. The ruthlessness of that whole squad went out. Uh, yeah. Well, hey, thank you for watching Avatar The Last Podcast. Oh, Theo, do you, do you have a uh, uh, YouTube channel? To, are you starting oh, yeah. a YouTube channel? Please. Oh, yeah. So I started a new YouTube channel, guys. <laughs> um, it is called The Blue Spirit. And uh, I'm nice. going to be doing Stellar a few name. different things. That the f- I just post- posted one video of me rambling. I apologize when you listen to it that the background music is a little too loud. So... Sorry about thanks that. Thanks a lot of whole. Thanks a lot of, as a uh, former YouTuber. I don't even get on YouTube anymore. It's it's hard to find that right. Like, like I don't know. Sometimes I feel like, man, this background music is way too loud. Sometimes I'm like, does anyone even hear the background music? Right. But, right. You know. mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I'll be doing a lot of different things. One one thing that I'll be talking about is other Avatar YouTube channels. So I'll be doing that, and then also uh, the Blue Spirit is also going to be talking about um, personal. 
the personal effects of the show. So one thing that a lot of people don't really talk about when it comes to Avatar is, you know, everyone's talks about doing video essays on this character and and how great the show is. But a lot of times, not a people, not a lot of people are talking about how if it affected them personally in their lives, whether that's in a humorous way or in a serious way. So I'll be bringing people on to talk about that, talk about that for myself. And um, yeah, so I don't know when I'm going to post my next video, but uh, I got a channel, so go subscribe. That's awesome, man. We'll we'll put the channel and your and your other channel down in the in the description, and all of our other information in the description. So if you feel like giving any of us likes or thumbs up or subscriptions or whatever interaction you're willing to spare us, we'd appreciate it. And come back next week for the modern era battle. The modern era. I already forgot what we're calling it. The modern era fight. And thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Theo, there's an awkward 20 seconds here where sometimes we talk and sometimes we don't. Right now I'm talking. Chris usually hums, <laughs> sings. Not today. No, I'm kidding. Go it. Chiefs. Chiefs won. I meant to say that in the beginning of the episode. Oh, Chiefs won. That's right. Cool. That was cool. Yeah, how was that for you guys?